Hello everybody and welcome to the second episode of the Singacast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about culture in Singapore. What defines it? What is Singaporean culture? So, I broke this up into a few different pieces. Today we're going to be talking about music culture in Singapore, film culture in Singapore, cultures and traditions in Singapore, and food in Singapore. I'm excited about that last bit. So let's get started. Firstly, music in Singapore. So music in Singapore is similar to music in the United States. The, much of the influence of the music in Singapore is from the United States. I'm looking at my phone right now at Spotify, the top 10. I'll read you out some of them. Tussie Slide is number one by Drake. I'm, rec- I'm recording this on May 4th. Um, so Tussie Slide by Drake is currently number one in Singapore. He's a Canadian rapper. Number two is Deathbed, also called Coffee for Your Head by Pao Fu, also a Canadian guy. Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, Canadian guy. Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa, a British, a British singer. Uh, we're at number five now. So number five, Say So by Doja Cat, American singer. Um, number six, Intentions by Justin Bieber, Canadian guy. Someone You Love, number seven, Louis Capaldi, Scottish dude. Memories by Maroon 5, American band. Dance Monkey by Tones and I, Australian. And number 10, Super Lonely by Bini a New Zealand singer. So, we have a bunch of Canadian artists, a British artist, a Scottish artist, American artists, Australian, and a New Zealander. As you can probably tell, like I just said, there is a lot of Western influence in music culture in Singapore. The top 10 is, these are all Western countries. But, like I briefly mentioned earlier as well, there is a slight delay in the reaction between, uh, between when songs gain track, traction and prominence in the United States and then as they trickle into Singapore as well. This can be said, for the, ma- for, this can be said the same for many Southeast Asian countries as well though. Philippines, Indonesia, Malaysia, they all have the same roughly the same influence from American music culture. But the one thing that makes Singapore stand out for many of its neighbors is its K-pop culture. K-pop culture is very prominent in Singapore. Uh, I'll give you an example. I remember uh, BTS. BTS is either one of the largest or the largest K-pop bands in, in, in Korea, sorry, um, they came to Singapore for a performance. Uh, their show sold out in record time, um, and they performed that with a completely full audience. Um, I imagine they made a lot of money from that event. <laughs> but additionally, as, as you're listening to those top 10 songs that I just said, on the radio, in your car, on your way to work, on your way to school, wherever you're going, you will occasionally hear some K-pop. And you might be drifting drifting, drifting asleep in the passenger seat, and suddenly you hear this 
foreign language that you were really were not expecting. It's surprising sometimes uh, because you forget that that K-pop is very prominent in Singapore. I know it surprises me all the time when I hear when I start hearing K-pop. It's not a genre of music I am particularly accustomed or have a liking to, but yeah, it's for me. I lived in Singapore my entire life. A lot of my music taste comes from, I guess, the American influence that influences Singapore. It's a little chain, as you might as you might be able to tell. But a lot of my music taste comes from there. All the songs I listen to on the radio, on my Spotify, Spotify slash Apple Music, uh, in school with my friends, our our Singapore American School kids, in addition to everybody else in Singapore, is influenced by this. So let's move on to film culture, Hollywood and Bollywood. If you go to the movie theaters in Singapore, you will see a good mix of Hollywood movies. Um, you know, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, um, all those guys, and also a bunch of Bollywood movies as well. There's a good mix in Singapore. If you look at Netflix, if you open up your Netflix right now, well, I have mine open right now, the top 10 is a bunch of it's a mix it's a mix of korean i guess those are ser yeah korean series and movies in addition to american movies and series and, and british movies and series there is a big mix that you won't always find in other places in the world what other place in the world are you going to find a prominence of bollywood movies hollywood movies and k-pop movies in the same city going towards the same demographics there are people in singapore i've witnessed myself watch all three of those uh, different types of movies and that's just the way it is in singapore because there's a cultural meld unlike any other but i'm gonna come back to that in a little bit let's move on to traditions in singapore now i really struggled with this one it when you think about singapore it no real traditions come prominent to your mind. We don't have mass parades like, like they do in New York for Thanksgiving. We have the, I think the closest thing we have to a mass parade is Formula One. That doesn't really count, does it? Um, but I realize that it's so hard to define Singaporean traditions because there's actually just so many of them. As you may know, Singapore represents a large quantity of religions, the main four being Christianity, Hinduism, Islam, and Buddhism. And all four of those religions bring their own customs, bring their own traditions with them. Singapore celebrates Christmas, Singapore celebrates Visak Day, and Ramadan, and, and Eid, and and Deepavali, and the many other holidays that are part of these religions. Because it's such a diverse and melded community that they're able to harmoniously celebrate all of these things at once. 
But you may ask, I mean, if there's so many different religions in Singapore, and there's so many different factions, as one might say, what, what binds us all together? What is a tradition that binds us together? Well, have you heard, ever heard of Singlish? I'm sure you have. Well, it's Singlish is a mix of English and Singaporean slang. But it's more than just an accent, as many do think it is. It's way more than just an accent. It's an entire way of speaking. It reminds me of a quote from The Office. Um, I guess in a way to sum up slightly Singaporean English, Singlish. It's when Kevin from The Office said, why use more words when few words do trick? And Singaporean English is, or Singlish is much like that. It's a lot of shortened words um, and a bunch of combo words that, and in addition to sounds that don't entirely have meaning, but carry emotion. It's a very intricate, development of the English language that Singaporeans have customized for their own use. If you think, if you come into learning Singlish with, with being completely fluent in English, it will completely reverse everything you thought you knew about English. The language is completely different although it is still derived from English. Now, I won't delve too deeply into the history and the intricacies of Singlish because that is deserving of an entire episode to itself. But as I graduate from high school and as I bring myself into the Singaporean world through national service next year, I find Singlish to be a very difficult thing to understand and to communicate with. Me, along with a bunch of the NS boys from the class of 2020, will have issues with this, as will classes from the, as did classes from the past and as will classes in the future. It's our job to learn more about where we are living. That's what I implore you to do. Anyway, let's move on. Beyond religions and complete change in language, Singaporean culture is food. It is a large part of their identity, of the Singaporean's identity. As I said earlier, there is a wide array of religions in Singapore. And with that, there is a wide array of races, ethnicities, and countries represented in Singapore as well. The original Singaporeans, the settlers of this land, was a, is a mix of Indians and Chinese and Pakistanis and, and Muslim Indians and, and Malays. And there is a huge meld of all of these countries from way back in the day. And with and when people come, their food comes with them. As history has always showed us. This food that they brought with them melded with the other food that other people had brought with them. 
and Singaporean food was born. Singaporean food is not a cuisine that was invented upon itself. It is a cuisine that is made from a mashup of many cuisines, taking the best elements from every single one and making Singaporean food. When you go to the hawker if you go to Newton or La Passat or East Coast Seafood Seafood Court or any other food court around you, you will truly see that. You will see the meld. You will see the different cuisines. You will see the parada stall and the satay stall and the kwetiao noodle stall and and the, the wok stall. And every single stall is different. And every single stall represents at least some of the different ethnicities that are represented in Singapore. And that is Singapore. Singapore can be defined with its food. It is defined as a complete melting pot of a bunch of countries around the world. That is a place for all those countries, all those ethnicities, all of those religions and likings and traditions to calm. Thank you for listening to the second edition of the SingerCast.